Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you ring the bells when you come back. When you beat the drums when you come back. How I lost African music. Will it turn into the music of the people? Here's the people's music by the people's culture, and I'll be the one who climbs up the mountains. Africa City, Africa City, Africa City, Africa. That was the sound of ITV's theme music to their coverage of World Cup 2010 South Africa. Subtitle: The Fucking Vavuzelers. Oh blimey! Is that how you pronounce it? Vavuzelers. 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 Okay. And that was um, yeah, that was ITV's. They've made a, a decent fist of it oh, this so time. I think for this once. might be one of the only times in the course of this podcast that we've actually thought that the ITV one was better. Yeah, we have. I think was, there was one other one. I can't remember what it was, but that was definitely better than the BBC's version. Well, it's well, better than the, the BBC actually used um, The Lion Sleeps Tonight by Type Fit, <laughs> which was quite... I could see what they were going for, but yeah. it was no Ness and Dorma, was it? No, not at all, no, no. Um, so, yeah, World Cup 2010. This is World Cup Time Machine, a spin-off from Top Flight Time Machine with me, Andy Dawson and him. Sam Delaney. Um, let's just crack on, shall we? The, the, the World Cup was in Africa for the very first time. Uh, it was announced in 2004. The bidding process was only open to African nations. Did Posit- you know that? Posit- I didn't know that. Positive discrimination, that is, isn't it? I'm all for it. That's a good thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. The um, Egypt and Morocco narrowly missed out. Uh, but there was also a joint bid that came in from Tunisia and Libya. Behind me. Can you imagine the World Cup being held in Libya yeah. under Colonel Gaddafi? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to know what that would have been like in an alternate universe. Yeah. It wouldn't have been pretty. Well, we've got a World Cup under Putin. This is true, but yeah, Putin's a bit more reserved than, than Gaddafi, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, Gaddafi's a show, was a real showman. He was, yeah. Till he got bummed with that scaffolding. Yeah. Have we talked about that on the podcast before? Gaddafi being bummed by scaffolding. Bummed to death by scaffolding, no, I wasn't think it? That, I think that was a different podcast oh. you're thinking about that. Or perhaps it might have been one of uh, a recurring dream that John Laptop Kearse has No, no, about. no. He was bummed to death by scaffolding. The the Americans gave him to some Libyan... Scaffolders. Lo- some Libyan <laughs> scaffolders to deal with. And they expressed Pervert. their displeasure with his reign by bumming mm. him to death with a scaffold pole. That's how he died. Fair enough. We've all got to go somewhere. Yep. Um... It later emerged, it says here, that um, Bent officials Jack Warner and Chuck Blazer... I love that name, Chuck yeah. Blazer. Fantastic. Great American cop show from the late 70s. <laughs> yeah. Jack Warner as well. Jack, Jack Warner Chuck Blazer. Chuck Blazer. Bent cops. <laughs> On the mean streets of Detroit. 
<laughs> so they both received bribes apparently from South Africa and it turned out well it was reported that Morocco won the vote but then South Africa got given the tournament anyway fucking somehow hell. the golden days of FIFA's corruption all of this stinks to high does. heaven the fact that Libya didn't get it stinks yeah but uh, that was that um, the mascot because we always like to look at the mascot was Zakumi the leopard oh uh, do you have a picture in front of you? I of do. Zakumi yeah, the I found that. Would you like to describe him? Hang on a second. No, my laptop's gone down. Right. Well, I'll I'll just say he was uh, green and gold, sort of South Africa colours, and he had a very lustrous head of green hair and a particularly mean look on his face, which I've not seen in a mascot before. Like he was pissed off about. He something. He looked pissed off about something. Perhaps he was on the brink of bombing someone to death with some scaffolding. Mm, or maybe he just something. had and was sort of regretting it a little. Yeah, Omar was just still fired up from doing it with the adrenaline still flowing. Yeah, he was like it this. Must be... Yeah. <laughs> Who wants it next? <laughs> Who wants it next? You, you've seen what I'm capable He's of. He's got a taste of it. Yeah. He wants more. You've seen what I'm capable of. There's more where that came from, lads. <laughs> Who's next? No, I thought not. Go on, fuck off home. Chucks the scaffold down on the on the yard. <laughs> Fucking wanders off. Uh, um... <laughs> Yeah, Zakumi the leopard there, we've already cast him as some kind of scaffolding bummer and we're only three minutes into this episode. <laughs> England. Scrap heat challenge. What? I don't know why I thought. <laughs> so, Zakumi scrapping challenge. challenge. <laughs> I'm Zakumi the leopard. Today I'm going to challenge three people to find something with which to bum to death a despot with. <laughs> On this scrap heap here in Western Supermare. 45 minutes from now, we'll be presenting them with a despot apiece and we'll put them to the test. Do you accept the challenge, Zakumi? Anyway. Um, we, we've, we're talking of TV formats. Um, <laughs> it was we, spilling over with them, aren't we? We haven't developed Sausage Island further. And by developed, I mean it was a very well-fleshed-out, detailed format we came up with a few weeks ago about... Um, whereas the listeners did get in touch with an array, a full gallery of great conceptual art of Mr. Sausage. It was like an episode of, of Heartbeat with it Tony was, Hart, it was wasn't really it? The gallery great. section. Well, I thought it was a bit more like an episode of The Apprentice where Sir <laughs> Alan goes, I've come up with a right good idea for a World Cup mascot. His name's Mr. Sausage. What I want you to do is imagine what the cunt looks like. <laughs> and don't fuck me about with any shit drawings neither, not like them other design firms I've used. I want something good, practical and inspiring. Inspiring. Now get to it, you cunts. You've got 45 minutes, otherwise I'm going to get you all bummed from scaffolding. <laughs> By Karen Brady here. Isn't that right, Karen? Yes, Sir Alan. <laughs> I've got the scaffolding here. Yeah, well, hold off for now. Let's see what they come up with. And <laughs> you all... The good news is none of you will be bummed to death. <laughs> with some scaffolding by Karen Brady because all of the drawings were wonderful. Yeah. If that's the sort of thing you're into, raise your hand now and you'll be exempt. <laughs> so that's good. But, you know, perhaps I don't know what we want from you with regards to Sausage Island. Perhaps a drawing of it or maybe just the logo or something like that so we can take it into our friends at Dave or maybe even ITV. Perhaps, perhaps the love tree needs to be yeah, elaborated the love upon tree a and all bit. the rest of it. Maybe a map of Sausage Island would oh, be great. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. 
Like, you know, like if you're reading a book when you're a kid that's set on an island. Yeah. Like Swallows and Amazons or something. Yeah, the map at the front They'll have the a book, map at the yeah. front with different parts of the island d- done. I so, like yeah, we, we would welcome that, listeners. We would. Raise the stakes a little bit there, mm. haven't you? You would want maps from people now instead of just drawings of a sausage. Sausage with a top hat. <laughs> 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 this is it! Um, let's look at England, shall we? Fabio Capello was in charge now. Oh, that was another massive mistake, wasn't it? It was. It was from one... Well, in between the Sven Goran Eriksson 2006 fiasco to this fiasco, we had the Steve McLaren fiasco. Yeah. Who didn't even manage to qualify for 2008. To be honest, looking, looking back at that, I think, OK, there was three fiasco managers in a row. Actually, four if you include Keegan, right? So you sort of think... In a way, McLaren was the least bad appointment because you think, well, he was English and he did have a good reputation as a coach who was respected by players and he'd had success as a coach with Manchester United. He knew the top players and you sort of think, yeah, why not? And it didn't work out. But Sven and, and Capello, clearly now in retrospect, but they both, they just rocked up for the dough. Yeah. And, and, and the only reason we got as far as we did was because we happened to have a collection of good players who, even if they were playing at half speed, which all of them were, yeah. were still capable of getting reasonably far. Was this still the golden generation, do you think, or had that gone by then? I mean, I I'm think, looking at the starting lineup for the first England match of 2010. Well, Ash, had, Ashley Cole and John Terry were still going, weren't they? Rob, Rob Green in it. It had Glenn Johnson in it. Aaron Lennon playing in his second World Cup, inexplicably. Christ. Uh, James Milner was in there. Fucking Emil Heskey had come back. In 2010, Emil Heskey was in the England Bloody team. Hell. Sean Wright Phillips on the bench. I mean, you know, Crouch, you, you can only Crouch work a with big what you've part got. of the team then? I'd imagine so. He was there in 2006 as well, wasn't he? Um, you can only work with what the te- you've got. The team but... was sort of built around Rooney in those days, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was all about Wayne Rooney and he was everything we depended on. And, you know, the pressure was too much for the lad. It was. And they were locked up. Famously, this is the this is the, the, the worst example, according to most players who've spoken about it since, of, you know, England players being treated like prisoners in a prison camp. They're in the yeah. middle of nowhere. Yeah. They were having a shit time. There was no table tennis, no nothing. They were in Baden-Baden again, weren't they? But they commuted yeah, to the commute matches by in South helicopter. Africa. And, you know, um, Capello wanted them not just to do nothing. He wanted them to go for a kip. Because in Italy, that's what they did. He did. He went. Uh, he, he insisted they went off for a kip. You will sleep now. Yes, now you go and sleep. And they're like... <laughs> some sleep. of these lads are like, you've got to be fucking mad. We're I'm, English. We I'm don't 23. sleep. I'm 23. I don't want to yeah. sleep. I want to fucking run around just in my pants and vest. Nap time, Kick asshole. my legs out. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. But they in Italy, they'll do that. I mean, you know, they do go for a kip. I know it's a cliche, but they will they will go off and have a kip in the middle of the day. Well, nothing wrong with that. I do that myself. Well, it's um, a, yeah, it's a nice thing to do, but not if you're Peter Crouch, not if you're Wayne Rooney. <laughs> it probably takes Peter Crouch quite a while to lie down. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. He has to do it in stages. Yeah, it takes him forever. So um, for him to go down for a kip, unless it's going to be a proper 10-hour... Yeah, he's like, I've only just started and it's over. We're back out at afternoon training. And then 10 minutes to get up again. Okay, now. Yeah, so that was the the England team in the first match and they played against the USA and we drew 1-1. Thanks to a howler from Rob Green, right? That's right, yeah. That's right. Uh, Stephen Gerrard gave us the lead on four minutes. Clint Dempsey equalised thanks to Rob Green's howler. Uh, Green was dismissed from the team after that and in the second match David James mm. came in 
David James, 2010. Yeah. I know. It doesn't seem like that long ago, but it seems like a very long time ago, doesn't it? Yeah, eight years ago. Fucking hell, David James, eight years ago in England, World Cup team. And we drew with Algeria nil-nil, so, you know, James came in, kept a clean sheet. But and, that is still um, a shit score. I mean, Capello was being paid more than any other manager in the world. Ever. By the FA, yeah. ever. Yeah, no one's even been paid that amount since. And he... For for him to rock up there and get a nil one all against USA and then nil nil against Algeria is a fucking embarrassment. Even if you do say you know there were shortcomings in the side, we did have Wayne Rooney. I'm pretty sure Lampard and Gerrard were still playing for England at the time. We had John Terry in defence. We should have been able to breeze through a group like that. I, I think the thing is, you know that thing where you win the national lottery and you 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 see you're going to keep going back to work. Yeah, but you, your heart's not in it. You're, yeah. you're going to pack it in, aren't you? Yeah. Capello got paid so much that he couldn't. That he be didn't fat. give a shit about the yeah. actual job he was being paid to do. So that's the problem that we had. We managed to get a win at the end of the the group stage against Slovenia. Um, Jermaine Defoe scored. Matthew Upson was brought into the team for that match. Matthew Upson. Yeah. World Cup. Mm. England. Two West Ham players. That was Green and Upson. Yeah. And I'd seen them be shit for West Ham all season. Well, no, Green was good. Upson was never that good. Yeah, so we finished second in the group behind the USA. We finished behind the USA in a group. The USA is not even at 2018, so... Oh, no. Draw your own fucking conclusions from that. Uh, Second phase, round of 16, of course, we came up against Germany. You know, could we progress? Was it a great Germany team? Well... Yeah, I can't remember what they did after. So I think they got knocked out in yeah, the next they, round. They weren't, they weren't sort of it wasn't vintage. at their best, no. But they spanked us 4-1. Yeah, but I mean, that Up, probably... scored. Weirdly, that was one of our best... That was probably our best performance of the tournament. We've been shit mm. in the group games. And then I think they were they were 2-0 up, weren't they? And then Upson scored a header. And then, of course, Lampard scored a goal that is probably in many ways responsible for the VAR stuff we're seeing in this yeah, World Cup because people it, don't want repeats of that. Exactly, it triggered the, the goal line decision camera thing and then now we, we're where we are with VAR. Because I think the truth is if we'd gone in to, to all at half-time in that game, mm-hmm. then there would have been every chance we could have progressed. And then who knows, reckon... we, we, might have, we might have developed our own momentum from there. It's hard to say. Yeah, well, it's England, so let's assume that we would have yeah, done we, and we would have won yeah, the World Cup yeah, that year. Again, yeah, as we probably would have done yeah. in 2006. Um, while we're on the subject of, of blinding me- mediocrity, let's look at, well, let's listen to the official World Cup song for 2010, which was Dizzy Rascal, oh, God. featuring James Corden. Oh, fuck's sake. And that was a cover version of Tears for Fears' classic song, Shout. Let's have a listen to a bit of that. Fuck me. It makes you almost pine for Embrace and yeah, whatever that was called four years ago. That's Yeah, that's poor on many levels. I don't think there's any 
vocals on that by the England team either, which is a bit of a shame. The 2006, they didn't bother getting in the studio. We've come a long way from 1982 when the World Cup squad were on top of the pop singing this Yeah, time. and we all bloody loved it, didn't we? And then they don't even fucking bother by no, 2010. Because there's no, no they coin think in they're it too them. good for it. And they leave it to fucking Corden and Dizzy. As far as I know, that's the only song that's ever charted with the words Aaron Lennon in the lyrics. I could be wrong. I, am, I can't think of any I others. Will, I'm deter- I will do the full research to try and prove you wrong Thank on that. Thank you. Thank you. It spent two weeks at number one. Oh, no, we- hang on. There's a half man, half biscuit track <laughs> called Aaron Lennon. Just simply called Aaron Lennon. Did it chart, though? Didn't chart. Did not chart. No, it's an there album go, track. Man. There you go. Mm. Um, so, England, we've dealt with them fairly quickly in this episode. They're gone. They're out. Um, the group stages in the rest of the tournament. Uh, South Africa, the hosts, went out at the group stage, which was the first time a host had failed to progress from the groups. Yeah. Um, Italy tumbled out of the tournament. They were a load of shit. And so were France. And the two of them had, had contested the final four years before, which kind of ties in with what we said, that they, they weren't great teams in 2006. So by 2010, they were even worse and couldn't get out of the groups. Yeah. Well, this was a new era, wasn't it, in football? Because there had been a sort of a, a dearth of good teams for a while, like, you know, all conquering sides. The, yeah. There was a great France side and a great Brazil side in the late 90s, early noughties. And then there hadn't been much in the noughties. And then Spain arrived. And they'd they already won the Euros in 2008. And they were ready. And they came into this World Cup as red-hot favourites and... It was a an all time great team, wasn't it? It was. They weren't they weren't spectacular. They didn't score a lot of goals. They lost their opening game, didn't they, to Switzerland? Yeah, that's true. They won Spain won the World Cup with the fewest goals scored. They only scored eight goals in the whole tournament. Jesus. So there were a lot of one nils. Mm. Um, it was there was a lot of the ticky tacker stuff going on. It was pretty to watch, but it can get wasn't... a bit. It can get a bit um, mind numbing. The old ticky tacker, well, can't that's, it? That's the idea, isn't it? Just to wear the I mean, opposition when you're down. watching it, it can send you off to sleep sometimes yeah. because it's got Hi- a hypnotic, hypnotic effect. Yeah. yeah, like a pendulum. Yeah, a footballing pendulum. Yeah, and that was I think that was the idea was to just to send the um, bore the opposition, bore the to opposition death. to death, yeah. and then put a goal in. This, this is it. it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is it! We'll get back to Spain in a bit because um, I'm still going to slag Italy and France off. They were both fucking awful. France drew with Uruguay, lost against Mexico and lost against South Africa, and the whole French camp was just in turmoil. Nicholas and Nelka got sent home early. 
He'd had a massive row with Raymond Dominic. Oh, but who, Raymond <clears throat> Dominic, I think, <clears throat> consulted the Zodiac Did in he? order to make his decisions on was, team selection. He was an interesting character. I mean, he he was inexplicably still in the job because they, they tumbled out of Euro 2008. And um, Dominic was up to face the media after the tournament. And instead of sort of taking blame or explaining what had gone wrong, he proposed to his girlfriend live on Fuck's air. sake. So he was a dick. I mean, this guy, we need to know more about him. I'm just going to quickly Google him because I'm pretty sure that he consulted the Zodiac and the... <laughs> And, you know, the sort of teams that... In fact, I'm just going to do Ro- Raymond Dominic Zodiac because I think he consulted the stars when making his team selections on the basis of... Um, when they were who, born? Yeah, what, no, yeah, what, player, what player's star would be in alignment on a particular match day? Right. Is it like on FIFA where you've got to try and get the chemistry of the players that are linked together right? Yeah. That sort of thing, but with... with, with Fucking Capricorn and Gemini and all that. Yeah, uh, here we go. The French coach Raymond Dominic has a penchant for astrology and sees Scorpio as a negative aspect when he picks his side. <laughs> when Dominic took over from Jacques Santini in 2004, it looked to have ended the international career of Robert Perez. <laughs> Because he was a Scorpio. It was reported before the World Cup in Germany that Dominic had problems with the former Arsenal player because of his Scorpio star sign. <laughs> The former Arsenal player said at the time, I must be annoying him. It's like being at school. It's like I'm 20 years old and playing football for the first time. <laughs> um, yeah, and then th- this is what um, Dominic said. He said, a player's international career could be at threat thanks to astrology. Uh, Scorpios are not the only sign under the spotlight. When I have got a Leo in defence, <laughs> when I have got a Leo in defence, <sighs> I always got my gun ready, as I know he's going to want to show off at one moment or another and cost us, he confessed. Fucking <laughs> okay, now he's got his gun ready. Um, all parameters have to be considered, and I have added one by saying there is astrology involved, said Dominic. <laughs> there you go. Take it or leave it. At least I'm being honest. I'm telling you, there's a lot of different things going into team selection. One of them, yeah, is fucking astrology. <laughs> Fair enough. And he got the, he kept the job for six years. Yeah, in despite spite of all that, of that. I mean, you know, we thought fucking what's her name, Eileen Drury was bad, but at least in, she wasn't in charge. At least she wasn't in charge. I mean, this would have been like had bloody Glenn Hoddle invited along Russell Grant. Yeah. So, um, hello, loves. So, Anelka was sent home early after a row with Dominic. Might have been over tarot cards or something like that. I don't know. Um, and Patrice Evra blamed France's poor performance on the, the noises of the Vuvuzelas. Oh, yeah, the old Vuvuzelas. They were a right pain in the ass, weren't they? But you can't blame that for fucking not playing. It's it's the, the level playing field, isn't it, for both yeah. teams? And, yeah. You know, sound interruption isn't going to make any difference. So that's Patrice ever talking out of his ass, which is something we've seen quite a bit of in 2018. He was wearing a bow tie and a jumper the other day, wasn't he? Idiot. Um, the only undefeated team in this World Cup was... Would you like to have a guess? Mm. So it would have been someone who, who got knocked out on penalties. Well, Holland were the other finalists, but they obviously got beaten in the final. I think that Uruguay um, were no, in the semis. No, it wasn't semis. Uruguay, it was oh. New Zealand. New Zealand, New Zealand. Three draws in the groups, but they still went out. They were the real champions. Yep. And uh, North Korea were at this World Cup. 
and of course it wasn't Kim Jong Un it was his dad wasn't it Kim, Kim Jong Il yeah. was in charge of things then so he sent North Korea along um, they lost against Brazil lost against Ivory Coast and got whooped 7-0 by Portugal I, the, for, I forgot they'd been there. I mean, how, how was that even allowed? I thought they were par- pariahs. Fucking FIFA, wasn't it? 2010, yeah, anything exactly. goes. Exactly, grease them. Yep, exactly that. Um, so that's the group stage. Uh, we'll go through to the knockout stage and we'll look at, uh, in the quarterfinals, the two South American giants both went out. Argentina lost 4-0 against Germany and Brazil lost 2-1 against the Netherlands. Now, the Netherlands had a really good team in yes. 2010. But it one of them of, kind of felt as if they were going to go all the way and finally win it. One of them was uh, the bastard of the tournament, I think, Nigel De Jong yes, he of was. Manchester City. He was who fouled his way through the tournament, culminating in an all-time classic foul against. I mean, that's got to be in the top ten fouls in World Cup history. Against Alonso in the final, a kung yeah. fu kick. He kung fu kicked him in the fucking chest, he and did. I don't think he got sent off, did he? No, he's got a yellow for it. Jesus. So that was brilliant. It's worth watching on YouTube if you've yeah. ever seen that. It's right Definitely. up there. Zakumi the Leopard would have done the same thing, I think, wouldn't he? Yeah. He would have kicked you in the chest while simultaneously somehow reaching round with a scaffold pole up your bum hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Yeah, so the, the big South American teams went out in the quarterfinal stage. Um, Netherlands got through 3-2 against Uruguay in the semis and Spain had another 1-0 it might have been dull, it might not have been, can't remember, but it was 1-0 against Portugal. This is it! Before we discuss the final any further, there's some plenty of other business around the 2010 World Cup. Mm. Paul the Psychic Octopus. Oh, yeah. Remember him? Yeah, I do. Do you know how many correct predictions he did? How many? 12. Out of how many games? Out of 14. That is That's fucking amazing. spectacular. That's a pity Dominic couldn't have got him on board. Yeah, to but pick the team for him. The thing about Paul the Octopus. Oh, are you going to just dismiss Paul the Octopus now? But it's twelve the, out of fourteen. But it's the fucking two to one, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. like it's two to one, and all he has to do is point one of his tentacles you in predict, the correct way. Could you predict twelve coin tosses out of fourteen? It's possible. I could. Yeah. I don't think you could. Let's have a go. Are you, you're trying to put me up against Paul the Octopus to see who's cleverer, who knows more about football. Heads or tails? Heads. Tails. There we go. Game over. What? What are you talking about? I've still got are another chance 14? to beat him. All right, so you've got to get 13. I've got to get, get 12 13. Out of 13. All right. Now. Yeah, heads. Heads or tails? Heads. Tails again. All right. You've now got to get 12 out of 12. All right, just to draw heads even. Heads. Tails again. Fuck. <laughs> All right, Paul the Octopus is awesome. Thank you very he had much. Mystical powers, uh, and of course he swept the world by, by by storm with his predictions. And his prediction that Argentina would lose one of their matches prompted famous Argentine chef Nicolas Baduro to post an octopus recipe on Facebook. <laughs> so <laughs> by that rationale, this bloke it, it, he's saying if you predict that the team I support will lose, mm-hmm. I will cook you. That's so basically would, what he's saying, yeah. So he would threaten a human with the same thing. Or some scaffolding up the arse. I don't yeah. know, yeah. He posted a picture. In a subsequent <laughs> game, Henry Winter of the Daily Telegraph predicted that Argentina would lose. And the same Argentinian chef posted a Photoshop picture of Henry Winter with a scaffold pole <laughs> up his arse. <laughs> some people would pay to see that. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, the, the chef posted the octopus recipe on Facebook, but Paul the octopus's German keeper responded, There are always people who want to eat our octopus, but he is not shy, and we are here to protect him as well. He will survive. Well, what's he doing now? Oh, he's dead. He, was, he, um, he, he did go in Big Brother the following year, I seem to remember. Uh, well, that's not according to what I've got here, because he died three months after the end of the tournament, apparently. Mm. That might have been a rogue octopus that did went in Did he ever appear on Montel Williams? It sounds like a Montel Williams-type does, like, guest. Could you imagine him walking onto the stage? Yeah. On his tentacles? Do they walk? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it, they well, don't. They, they neither swim nor walk. If, if a dog can walk on the stage in his hind legs, then surely an octopus can have hind tentacles. Hind tentacles. Well, all eight hind, of them. No, no, just two. Two. What yeah. are they, what's he doing with the they other just ones? Just wave them all in the air. <laughs> yeah. Wave to the crowd. Wave into the coming. crowd. He's waving to them. He's doing jazz hands with six of them to yep. the audience and to Montel. Walking on the other and two. And then he's walking on the other two. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul the octopus. One of the. If anyone could pull that off, it would be Montel. Yeah. So um. And there was there was criticism of Paul the Octopus from the president of Iran, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. He, accu- he accused Paul of being a symbol of Western decadence ah, and decay. A jihad upon him. I'm not doing the voice. Yeah, he said he was a symbol of Western decadence yeah. and decay, and and you know, it's perhaps, a fucking octopus. I mean, they were around in the fucking in the Stone Age. Perhaps he's right though. I don't know. Uh, uh, Paul's rival was Manny the Parakeet. Right. who lived in Singapore. He was a, a, a shop parakeet, and it, the shopkeeper owned him, and it, it predicted stuff. Uh, Manny predicted the quarterfinals and the semi-final results. Not bad. So that's, what, six out of six? Yeah. But he got the final wrong. Oh, and he dickhead. was put to sleep the next day. <laughs> Rightly so. R.I.P. Right. Manny the parakeet. Rightly so. Um, yeah, and, and Paul the Octopus died as well three months after the end of the tournament. What, how long do octopuses live? Usually? It's about two and a half years, and that's how long he lived. So he wasn't. Oh, well. sort of, he so wasn't, he had a good innings by octopus standards. He, he did. He did. Would you keep an octopus as a pet? Um, no. Pointless. No, no. I'd go and visit one in a, an aquarium. Yeah. From time just to say time. Say hello but once in a while, and then fuck off. I've got a goldfish. That's enough trouble. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to feed the fucker this morning. Oh, before he'll, I came he'll be dead. Oh Jesus. Oh, tune into 2014 to find out if my goldfish survived. Yeah, I like that. Jeopardy. Mm. My cat disappeared at the weekend for a really? day. I fucking shat myself. Oh, they do that, don't they? Ah, it's so annoying. Did you put, like, posters up and stuff? No, we weren't yet at that stage. Mm. And the, the the annoying thing about them is that the way that they just stroll back in as if nothing's happened. Yeah. So it was only the night before, before he hasn't been around for his dinner. And then the next morning he still wasn't back for his breakfast. And I thought, that's really strange. And then the day went on and on. And then my daughter caught wind of it and she started to get anxious. And I was saying, don't worry, they do this from time to time, cats. Yeah. But really, I was putting shitting on a show because I was shitting it even yeah. worse than her. And then we had friends around and we were boring them, but it was all going, well, the cat's gone missing, I don't know what we're going to do. And they were trying to be sympathetic and they were saying, well, you know, cats do disappear. But my cat's quite old now, so I thought it was way past that phase of fucking off for a day or two. Yeah. And then the cunt just wanders back in. All casual, like, like, all right. Took his jacket off, hung it yeah. up. And you're like... Problem? You go, you go all right. And it, and he goes, you go, fucking hell. Nelson, where have you been? And he looks at you like, all right, mate, calm down. <laughs> what? Never seen a cat fuck off for 24 hours then just come home again? <laughs> we had a cat and it, he only lived for a year because he had this tendency to roll around in the, in the gutter in the side of the road <laughs> and that was what did for him eventually. What, he got squashed? He got run over, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but he, he used to come back in of an evening stinking of fags oh. 
So he was either smoking, smoking in the bus shelter, or yeah. he had another home somewhere where, where they, they fed him smoked, fags, or they fed him fags mm. or whatever. But he'd come in stinking. A lot of fags. cats will do that if you if if, if you don't an, let them smoke. If, if there's another, if you don't let your cat smoke in the house or even out back, then eventually your cat will find a, ha- find a family another. that does. Yep. This is it. The World Cup 2010. Um, more statistics: only 145 goals were scored. And that's the lowest of any World Cup since the tournament switched to the 64-game format. Right. And it was a downward trend. The first uh, 64-game format was 1998. 171 goals in 98. 161 goals 2002. 147 2006. 145 in 2010. The fucking World Cup is shrinking before our eyes. It's getting shitter. It is. It's getting shitter. What about 2018? Do you think that you've got high hopes for that so far? I'm not We're sure. We're almost halfway through. Um, I, I, it could go either way. The knockout stage could be minging. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. This is going to be going out on Thursday-ish. This of Thursday the, coming. Of the, of the round of 16 next right. week. So we'll be, we'll be into the round of 16 by then. We'll know. We'll be balls deep. And England will probably be out. Of yeah. course they want. They're going to win it. Well, Fo- England coming al- home, isn't it? already has scored a lot of goals. We've scored eight goals in two games, yeah, so we're doing against, our bit at least. We've scored against Panama, though. Yeah, no, I know. Did you did you see that someone had threatened to shit in a Panama hat if we lost? <laughs> no, if we won, that was it. So I, presumably a person did. Or every time we scored. Was it I don't know whether it was all in the same hat or whether it was he had a load of like hats a, lined like, up. Like, like a drinking game, but with shitting. Every time England scored... He was going to do a shit. Shit in a Panama hat. Why would you do that? Of all the games, to do that, he's just what, done it because of the hat. hat. Well, yeah, was it Steve Harrison? Probably, yeah. He was going to shit from between the bunk beds, two bunk beds. <laughs> Steve shits. Harrison's trying to make a comeback in coaching. Six so shits, Harrison. You know what it's like. He's trying to do anything, and his agent said, "What you want to do is get out there on social media, and start causing a stir. Uh, bring back the Harrison novelty shit." And, going, and I tell you, you've got the perfect game coming up for it. And Steve Harrison's gone, what? He went, well, it's obvious, isn't it? Fucking England-Panama in the World Cup. <laughs> shit in a Panama hat every time England score. Take a picture, stick it on fucking Twitter. Bingo, you'll be in a coaching job by Christmas. <laughs> we'll get him on an episode of uh, of this at some point <laughs> yeah. in the future. So we've covered uh, Paul Asagi Octopus and... We'll go back to the final, I suppose. It was Spain versus the Netherlands. Before the kickoff. they did a closing ceremony. Um, Shakira did a song, mm. and Nelson Mandela was wheeled on in some kind of cart. Right. Like a bit, that was pretty a bit, much it. Did, was he wearing, Not by Shakira. You're, you're painting a picture of him like, like <laughs> Hannibal Lecter when they take him around on that cart with the mask. Did they... Later in his life... With the face mask on. And later on in his strapped. life, he did... Nelson Mandela did become a biter. Oh, right. He would bite. He wouldn't try and eat someone, of course no. not, but he, it was playful more than anything. Yeah. But a bit like a puppy might do. Do you think do, it but... was a reaction to the years of incarceration? Maybe, I don't know, yeah. but he would bite people, so they had to mask him. <laughs> when they wheeled him on for the World Cup, in case he tried to bite um, Sepp Blatter. Yeah, and who wouldn't? He looked like a big sort of sausage, didn't he? Or even he? Shakira. Mm. Mm. So, um... Can you imagine that? <laughs> There's been a delayed kickoff. Um, as a result of an incident uh, during the closing ceremony in which Nelson Mandela appears to have bitten the pop songstress Shakira. Yeah. And so we're having a bit of a delay to proceedings. 
Or in an alternative World Cup held in Libya, you've got Colonel Gaddafi wheeled on. Mm. Obviously, for his own safety, his, his anus is strapped up. <laughs> And who's the singer at the Libyan World Cup? <laughs> Lionel Richie? Yeah. <laughs> Lionel Richie's doing fucking hello, is it me you're looking for? Well, I'm trying to stick a bit of scaffold up Colonel Gaddafi's ass. <laughs> Great. Well, See, what Libya, could have been? What could have been? Libya could have got that World Cup. Libya 2010. <laughs> it just trips off the tongue, doesn't it? I know. So, it makes me think, <laughs> when is Syria going to have a bid? <laughs> Too far. Yeah. Too okay. far, All Sam. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the final it was Spain won Netherlands nil it was one of those finals where you would have been happy if either team had won because they were both easy on well, the eye it's got a great ring to it yeah. the Netherlands versus Spain usually there's it, Germany or Argentina or Brazil are, are involved aren't they yeah. in, a, in a final and uh, or sometimes Italy but Spain uh, Holland it was, sounds, it was, it was sounds great sexy, yeah, it, it sounded like a sexy final it was just a fucking kicking fest though um, yeah it was dirty four, 14 yellows and um John Heitinger got sent off for two yellows. Howard Webb was the referee. He'd stepped in to replace Graham Paul, who'd dis- yeah. disgraced himself in 2006 and had retired. But Howard Webb got the final. Uh, Nigel de Jong did that kung fu kick. Yeah. Um, Spain scored. Holland he- Holland let themselves down, really, didn't they? Yeah. Because they were a good team, but they, they decided before the match that they weren't as good as Spain, probably correctly. Yep. And so, so they thought, listen, we can't play them at football there. We're going to have to try and win the World Cup by kicking them. With some scaffolding. And it was a real shame. They did. And Iniesta broke the deadlock with four minutes of extra time remaining. And Spain won the World Cup. For the first time in their history. They well did. Done. And the golden shoe hmm. was shared out among f- uh, four different players. Diego Forlan, Thomas Muller, Wesley Snyder and David Villa. They got five goals each. Yep. The player of the tournament was Diego Forlan. Yeah, I remember that. That seems curious, doesn't it? That's it. That That's make, bent, you, isn't you, it? You're making this World Cup sound quite shit. I know. Because Spain, who I do have memories, you know, they, they were a great team, one of the great teams. But really, they, they won the World Cup for a series of 1-0s. Yeah. The, there wasn't really a top scorer. There was like people jointly, yeah, and they only got five each. It was the lowest goal tally and then for... And the lowest goal tally, and Diego Forlan was the player of the tournament. All in all, this sounds like a dog shit World Cup. Perhaps it was. I don't remember it being great. I don't remember much about it. No, I don't or remember much about it. I remember, I, remember Sp- I remember it just being the World Cup where Spain won, and I remember the Nigel de Jong kung fu kick. We've awarded King Bastard too mm. for that, mm. I think. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it. We've we've done it all. Um, we'll be back with 2014 in a few days. Follow us on Twitter at TF Time Machine, and we'll end with the BBC's theme music for 2010, which was um, was all right, but yeah, it was not a, a special. Wimba, a Wimber way. Yeah, Lion Sleeps Tonight by yeah. Tight Fit. There you go. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.